The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, today marks the 10th anniversary of Michael Jackson's death. The king of pop died of cardiac arrest at the age of 50. A coroner ruled his death a homicide caused primarily by the powerful sedative propofol administered by his doctor, Conrad Murray. Now, you will remember that Murray was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and sentenced to four years in prison in 2011. The Leaving Neverland documentary aired on HBO earlier this year featuring two men who say Michael Jackson abused them as boys. Radio stations removed his music, but streaming of his songs went up. Ian Drew of Billboard magazine says in pure economic terms, people still want Michael Jackson. Remember that he was in the red. He was broke, uh, beyond broke when he died. And now he's very much, a, you know, a billion dollar industry. Much of that income came from the This Is It film, three posthumous albums, two Cirque du Soleil shows, and the sale of Jackson stake in the Beatles and other song catalogs. I'm Archie Zarletta. Today, fans gathered at his home in Los Angeles. Others gathered at his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He was an incredible talent, but as you know, controversy surrounded him for years and remains in his death. Alan Cross, the host of the ongoing History of New Music and a music contributor to Chorus Radio and Global News, joins us this afternoon. Hey, Alan, welcome back to the show. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, so you know what? You talk about Michael Jackson. Uh, when you look back at uh, his life, the legacy, it is complicated and it is marred, isn't it, Alan? It is. Normally, the 10th anniversary of any event is marked by some sort of commemoration or celebration. Not a lot going on no. with Michael Jackson, is there? No. I mean, this is, a, this is a guy that had Motown specials dedicated to him, special awards given to him by MTV. We used to preempt primetime programming to <laughs> air the new Michael Jackson video. Now, you know, arguably the biggest musical talent that we have ever seen and may ever seen has been gone for 10 years and on this anniversary there's crickets there's not much going on no there is not his estate uh, paid tribute today saying quote 10 years ago the world lost a gifted artist an extraordinary humanitarian a decade later michael jackson is still with us his influence embedded in dance fashion art and music of the moment he is more important than ever uh your thoughts on that statement well, of course they're going to say that because, mm-hmm. like the report said earlier, he's a multi-billion-dollar industry right yeah. now, and the Jackson estate has every reason to make sure that his legacy, a clean version of his legacy, goes forward because there's just so much money to be made. And frankly, there are a lot of people that are very happy to buy into it. They can compartmentalize things very neatly between the music and the man who made the music mm-hmm. and what that man may have done. I've been telling people today that Michael Jackson is the king of pop, but there is an asterisk beside that, mm-hmm. kind of like when Mark McGuire hit 73 home runs <laughs> but did it on steroids. Yeah. It's, yeah, he was one, he was a fantastic artist. The music is fantastic. But, yeah, but. This, yeah. yeah, this thing that we just can't really, nor should we, ignore. No, we can't. 
No. You know, you look back and it, you, you spend some time going down, you know, the computer uh, today in the last couple of days and you look at the influence and, you know, and, and then the quote that the estate put out, you know, his influence embedded in dance, fashion, art, music of the moment, you know, so very, very true. Um, I mean, he, uh, all of those things, we can all remember watching him moonwalk the first time on that award show and going, oh my gosh, I was telling you know, my listeners earlier, for me, uh, being, you know, a 11 years old when that Thriller album came out, Alan, I was just, you know, I was right in there. I wore the the sequin glove. I had the leather jacket. He was the first artist for me that really had a huge impact on my world. And of course, you know, times change, things happen, that sort of stuff. Um, But, you know, there was all sorts of things. He set the bar when it came to shows as well, when it came to live shows. Um, You know, so when you look at the good, when you look at the good, there is so much there in the entertainment world. Yeah, there is. Uh, again, we're not going to dispute that he was a musical and entertainment genius. Mm-hmm. We can't. Um, however, there are those of us who can't separate no. the music from the man. Yeah. There are those who can. I read a, an interesting article in the Washington Post today. Guy said, I have absolutely no trouble listening to Michael Jackson because I'm listening to uh, to him for the music. Mm. Meanwhile, I read something else in The Guardian. Somebody says, you know, I can't listen to it anymore. I hear it, but I don't listen to it because I know what the person behind that music mm-hmm. may have mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really, it, it's a really confounding sort of thing. There are a lot of record stores that have stopped stalking his stuff. Mm-hmm. There are some radio stations that have stopped playing his music. But the fact of the matter is that the demand for Michael Jackson music and the availability of Michael Jackson music has not changed. No, it, it is. It, it's out there if you want it. Yeah, and you know, in that report, you know, talk about uh, being badly in debt when he died. Those two co-executors took his, you know, the debt-ridden estate, now grossing $1.3 billion through all of these uh, Jackson projects. Uh, that film, this is it, the Cirque du Soleil shows, the Beatles catalog. Yeah, a huge demand still from uh, from his work. And we, we've talked about this a couple of times on the talk shows here at 6.30, Chad, about, you know, can you um, still be a, a fan <laughs> knowing uh, what was what was alleged? And when you sit down and, and watch those documentaries, and as you mentioned, Alan, some people are able to do it, some people are not, and that is okay. Whatever uh, makes you get through the day on, on this one, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's perfectly okay to be a fan of the music, but you might want to be very careful of who you tell. Uh, I would not really go out in public with a sequin glove on right now because <laughs> of the stigma that's attached to yeah. it. Let's face it, there is this giant stigma to, to Michael Jackson. He was weird mm. before all Always this Always odd, happened. yeah. You know, there was the elephant man bones, there was the chimp, there was the hanging out with Elizabeth Taylor, there was the hyperbaric chamber, there was him dangling a baby over a balcony, you know, all these things, the plastic surgery. And there was the sense that, you know, he was the eccentric, eccentric, eccentric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the background, we started to hear things in the 90s, and then there was the Martin Bashir interviews with uh, from the UK, where yes. he talked about, yeah, of course I spent, uh, I shared my bed with children. And then we get into this, uh, the lawsuit in 2005, where some stuff came out, and then we get into Leaving Neverland, and you add all this stuff up, and it's not just eccentric, Mm-mm. it's disturbed and damaged. Absolutely. But there are some people that will believe any of them. Mm-hmm. They, they, will, they, will, they will not believe the two men that were seen in the, uh, in the documentary, 
for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. A text just came in and it said, you know, it's very similar to the Bill Cosby story for this texter. A comedic genius, but his legacy has been tarnished uh, forever. And and you look you look at entertainers throughout the years, yeah, and you, if you went over them with a fine-tooth comb and some of them not needing a fine-tooth comb, there's, there's more than just, you know, a Bill Cosby and a Michael Jackson uh, out there. One of the things that I found was, it was interesting, and, you know, 10 years ago I was working on music radio um, and uh, it was his death, one of the earliest instances of that mass mourning that we saw on social media that we still or that we see so often now. It was uh, it was one of those ones going, what the heck is going on here? I remember exactly where I was. I was parked on my way home from the train at a stoplight uh, in front of a Tim Hortons. That's how clearly I remember this. When uh, my phone buzzed and I looked down and Twitter was telling me that Michael Jackson had died. Yeah. It's, it's like I remember that like it was yesterday. And yes, Twitter was really important in spreading the word about Michael Jackson's death. And I think it certainly was one of the very first, if not the first, big yeah. celebrity deaths that was uh, that was transmitted that way. And then that big, that massive public memorial, remember watching that, went on for hours and the stars that yeah. came out to perform? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, it, 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 sometimes it feels like it's been about 30 years and other times it feels like yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah, and you wonder where all that outpouring of affection is today. Yeah, yeah. On the 10th anniversary. It's, uh, it, it just strikes me as strange. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, again, I think it goes back to, um, you know, some of us, and as I mentioned, you know, wearing the wearing that sequin glove when I was a kid and that leather jacket and, yeah, being careful in who you wanted to tell anymore who, that uh, that you were a big fan at one point. Um, but anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation. Who, Alan, I'm going to ask you this before I, I wrap it up with you today. Who was the first artist that really hit you, like the first one that really made an impact on your life? Elton John. Elton uh, John. First record, yeah, first record I ever bought with my own money was Elton John's Greatest Hits Volume 1. Paid $4.99 for it at McConkie's General Store in Stonewall, Manitoba. <laughs> have you seen the movie? I have not, but that is on my list for the long weekend. All right. Alan, always great to talk to you. Thanks for your insight. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. And that's Alan Cross. He is the host of the ongoing history of new music. Uh, and again, as you know, he is a music contributor to Course Radio and Global News. Uh, joining us this afternoon. Some of your texts coming in when I asked that question about, you know, that first artist that had that impact. This one says Sting. The album was Dream of the Blue Turtles. Uh, another one. Uh, Doreen says, Jalen, I'm 60 and it was country music for me. Um, for, for Doreen, it was John Denver. Saw him twice in concert. Then Gordon Lightfoot, Glenn Campbell, Johnny Cash. Still my favorites, although I'm more eclectic these days. Um, yeah, there's some great names in that one. And Sean, the engineer, he said, Jay, I fell in love with Joe Satriani surfing with the alien. Oh, I didn't, I didn't come along to, I, I didn't, I wasn't introduced to Joe Satriani until about 1991. And there was some really, really good stuff there. Uh, we'll take a break here. Keep your text coming at 6.30, 6.30. If you want to have a phone conversation, we can do that as well at 4960063. Uh, your thoughts, and it, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be on Michael Jackson, but that is the uh, 10th anniversary of his death today some of the tweets today really quite blunt you know saying you know michael jackson raped children this was from a florida woman my may he forever be remembered as the monster he was 
Um, and another one saying, is it really 10 years since Michael Jackson stopped being a threat to children? Blimey. And other people today um, having demonstrations out to prove his in- innocence.